Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Job Logs, a podcast that features candid conversations with young professionals about work, life, and everything in between. Hi, I'm Joy Marie. And I'm Courtney. And this is Job Logs. Welcome, guys. We are doing another week of candid career conversations. Yes, it is a glorious Monday, and we are ready to Beautiful, slay the week. Sun is shining, maybe. <laughs> yes. Um, don't forget, you can always connect with us at joblogs.com for resources, articles, more amazing career content. And also, if you guys are interested in contributing, you know, tired of hearing our voices, want to kind of have a part of the conversation, hit us up at joblogs.com slash contribute. Apply to be a writer. Yes, we have some awesome stuff on the website, so make sure you check it out. And coming up on today's episode, so, you know, we all have great ideas, and sometimes it's hard to go from the ideas in your mind, creative brainstorming, to actual execution and bringing Mm -hmm. those ideas to life, right? Yes. So today's episode is all about proven strategies for managing your time efficiently so that you can accomplish all of those great things. Yes, your most valuable resource. Yes, absolutely. But first, we always like to start these episodes with a clock in, where we Mm -hmm. just check in with each other see how we're doing personally and professionally. Yes. Courtney, what's going on? So, well, speaking of wasting time, I had jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> really? Recently, yes. So. Seriously, I loved my jury duty experience. I mean, I didn't know how to take it. Okay. Because I just... It's the government. Once that happens, <laughs> you never know. True. So I got all these. I fielded my network for, like, suggestions. And we're like, girl, just, you know, get snacks, a snacks. jacket. Books. I saw your jury have a duty free starter pack. You yeah, had, like, <laughs> I was loaded <laughs> down. I was ready. Okay. Do you know I show up and I am picked at 11 a.m.? Like, when did you I wasn't show up? even there. I got <laughs> there at like 9.30. And they picked you for a case? Yes. Nice. Yeah, I was lucky that it was a short trial. Okay. So I didn't have one of those like two-week situations. Okay. But you're right, it is fascinating. And the I judicial guess, system, yeah. Yeah, I was Seeing just thinking, like, hand. sitting in this courtroom, like, so that y'all go to work here every day. Yes. You are in the suit. It is so, like, you know, conservative mm-hmm. and very, like, very law and order. Mm-hmm. And, like, what would my life be like if I was, like, a lawyer? Yeah. No, that's my real. My whole life would be different. You know what was insane to me when I had my case was just, like, how much the destiny of people is just in the hands of this random mm-hmm. collective, this jury. Yeah. That's fascinating. It was. Because we found our person guilty. Oh, mine was like a lawsuit. Mm. And a- apparently lawsuits are just not in fashion anymore because my whole jury was like, why does she need this money? <laughs> <laughs> who is going to pay this money? <laughs> That's amazing. So it was a lot of, it was more fun than I thought it would be. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. What about you? Um, so my finances are in shambles oh, right no. now. <laughs> it's like <laughs> keeping me up a prayer at night. circle. Yes, yes. Saints, okay. please hold me up. Um, but no, not really. So I've just been paying more <laughs> attention to 
uh, just financial literacy and education. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to my girl Tanya from MyFabFinance.com. I participated in her Banish the Balance Challenge, which mm-hmm. was 3,000 of us that like made a goal around how we wanted to reduce our debt. And we just supported each other through like a Facebook community. And every week she had challenges and prompts mm-hmm. and things like that um, to get us to focus on different areas. For me, my areas that I'm really starting to think about are my credit card utilization, mm-hmm. getting that down. Um, I'm also saving for an apartment in New York City. Bless your soul. So, you know, I need like my firstborn child yes. and all of that. Yes. Um, and then also just like I always have trips and vacations I can't say no to. So I feel like I kind of overcommit mm. in that area. So, yeah, I mean, you know, focusing on savings getting there but i feel like the debt the debt kind of counteracts the savings which is frustrating i'm so obsessive with money like i I know i monitor every freaking cent if i've loaned you money you have a tab (laughs) in my excel sheet like i know everything i know you i remember years ago you were always good with mint and budgeting yeah i will admit i don't i can sort of draft a loose budget but i don't really follow one and I don't I feel the need to. Every week, I'm like, okay, so where did this go? Yeah. And then it allows me to, like, hedge my bets. Because I'm like, yeah. okay, so my debt's here. So I can do this trip on this credit card. And then yeah. Oh. It's like, it's a whole thing. <laughs> okay, girl. Well, then I need some lessons Hands from on you. your money. I need some lessons I think lessons that's the first you. step, though. It's just, like, making the effort to pay attention to it. Because okay. if you don't pay attention, then, girl, yeah. you'll look up on No, you're right. You're right. The first, a couple that weeks balance. ago or months ago, I first put everything into mint. And saw my net worth, and that was sort of the first step. <laughs> so we don't have to go into it. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're working on. Oh, see, that's the major adulting. Yep. Okay, so starting out this time management situation with some rants, raves, and reviews. Mm-hmm. This is part of the show where we kind of spotlight things that are positively or negatively impacting our professional lives. Correct. So, are you ranting or raving? I'm raving. I've been raving lately. Really? Right? Y'all got to give me my props because yes. I started this thing ranting <laughs> every single week. Um, but no, I'm raving. Cool. And I'm raving about, you know, starting where you are using what you have to optimize your calendar. Hmm. So you might use Outlook, you might use your Google Calendar, whatever yes. it is. I'm shouting out the calendar. And I thought about this because I, I saw this article on Kiko Lani, and mm-hmm. we'll link to it in the episode notes, 19 Productivity and Time Management Apps for 2016. And they mentioned things like Basecamp, which is all about project collaboration, Dropbox, mm-hmm. which is file sharing, many of you are familiar, and Toggle, with a L, no E at the end, for time tracking. Okay. But then they also listed your calendar, which I thought was really interesting. Um, and I thought about some strategies just for more effective use of the calendar, okay. which I've been using lately. So one category is an outlook for work. I can sort of categorize different mm-hmm. labels of my calendar and color code them. So yeah. I know when it's a really important event versus maybe something personal yeah. versus like a meeting. So I use that frequently. Um, also just syncing to your mobile device, mm-hmm. which again, these sound kind of obvious, but. Well, you know, someone started at my job and they ordered a planner and I almost ordered fell out on the floor. Like You're I right, cannot I hadn't keep even thought my about life that. together with no book. Pen, paper, <laughs> right, and a planner. Buzzies but going listen, on. whatever All works for you. True. I guess color-coded post-its in the planner. I don't, I don't oh even know God. how that works. 
That's so funny. I forgot about planners right? altogether. Um, and then reminders, I guess, because this list is all about digital calendars. Mm-hmm. So you can have like reminders or alerts to kind of buzz you so that you remember what's coming up. And then I recently discovered this and it gave me my whole life. And it's follow-up flags. Have you used those before? Oh, I live off the follow-up flags. Really? I never used them until a couple weeks ago. So you can write an email and then indicate at least an outlook, a follow-up flag of when the task or email should be Mm -hmm. followed up by. And you can do it both for yourself as a reminder or for the recipient. Oh, you can do it for the recipient? Yeah, you could do it for the recipient. So you can say, like, if you're saying, you know, get me this answer by next Wednesday at 5 p.m., you can put that mm-hmm. in there as a follow-up flag and it'll yeah. remind them. That's cool. Yeah, I thought that was dope. What about okay. you? What are you doing this week? I'm ranting. <laughs> it's This is a public service. So I was going to say it's not um, <laughs> beneficial to anyone but myself. But actually, <laughs> I feel like everyone needs to know this. And this is like directly from our group chat. Okay. Don't ever. Don't ever. In your life. Okay. Send me. Okay. A meeting request. All right. For two hours. Oh. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you that do it. That is rude. Don't you do it. That is rude and inconsiderate. Like, not, you need to talk to me first. <laughs> like, we, we need to come to an understanding. But don't just, like, have me look at my calendar and, like, see that my afternoon is for request. you. Now, to clarify, you're not talking about in general. You mean, like, at work. Right? At work. Like, a work meeting. We're not talking about a brainstorm. At work. Because when I dive. see that, we all know that, like, a productive meeting, I feel like there are studies that like really is like an hour mm-hmm. hour might Plus, even be too yeah. long but like it's an hour a meeting yeah. is supposed to accomplish something exactly so if you send me a two-hour meeting request i feel like there was a meeting that should have happened <laughs> before this two-hour meeting before this touche like how what's my percentage like <laughs> have a time stamp of like when i need to come in this meeting. right i will I feel show like up I'm not at 1 30 not at one o'clock for this two-hour meeting right if you only need me for a little bit Right. That's rude. I just don't. I feel like we all have to be like respectful of each other's time. So like, just really think about when you're and when you're adding, just like every department, boom, 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 boom. everybody's coming. everyone's on the everyone's meeting. Coming. It's everyone's two hours coming. long. We don't like, have an agenda. Just really think about like, does everyone need to be here? Like, what are we trying to accomplish? Have an agenda. Like, we'll get into it. Oh yes. So that's what I'm saying. Shouts out to the senior person who was like after our polite finger up i have a call (laughs) (laughs) i need to wrap this up so i I love that yes in rant so courtney yes joy what does time management mean to you like when you hear time management what comes to mind like I'm in a pageant. Time management <laughs> means to me. I think it's making the most of the time that you have, like being efficient, mm. productive, getting as much done as you can with a set amount of time. Okay, cool. I love that you defined it that way because I think a lot of times when we talk about time management, by definition, it's really the process of organizing mm-hmm. and planning how to divide your time against specific tasks and activities. Mm -hmm. But I think effective time management is really about, like you said, productivity, working smarter, not harder, and getting more done. Um, And I think ultimately, like the reason we're even spending time on this is because time, like effective time management leads to greater productivity, Mm -hmm. less stress, and ultimately you get more done. You get more opportunities flowing your way. So on that note, what do you struggle with the most when it comes to managing your time? Well, I would say the two things that 
I annoy myself with myself <laughs> is one it's like I still will wait until like it has Girl, to be done yes, same, so I will allow same. it like for the week I'll say okay this is what I need to get done and I will still like even if I have the extra time to do it, I'm like, oh, girl, well, I girl, have two more days. Yes. So I'm going to go over here and do same. this. Same. It's terrible. I'm so, the yeah. same way. Procrastination. Yes. Um, and also, I'd say, like, for me, distractions, too, mm. with social media and our devices and everything. I just oh my cannot God. I will be on social media actively <laughs> saying, I don't want to be on here. Yes. My eyes oh, you'll hurt. Like, you'll I'm be scrolling. on there. Why am I on here? <laughs> Because it's better than the alternative. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Procrastination, distractions. And then I think also one other area I've recognized in myself is also just trying to be too much of a perfectionist. Okay. So spending an inordinate amount of time on a task versus Mm. just moving on and like setting clear parameters around how long I'm going to take at every stage of the process. Yeah. So, I mean, we all struggle with different things, but I was doing a little bit of research on a couple of areas we can start to think about as we work to better manage our time and just be more productive overall. So when we think about time management, I'd say it starts with like goal setting, right? Yes. It's like, what are you even trying to achieve? Yes. And you know, goal setting is super important because you really have to know yourself. And you also have to really be truthful to yourself. Because yeah. I am famous for setting all these yeah. goals. It's like, girl, when do you have time to do this? I'm going to make a million dollars this year. So, like, you really have to know, like, okay, really, how long does it take me yeah. to write a page worth of stuff? Yeah. Like, how long does it? So yeah. That's real. And I, for that, I really loved the quiz you set in our group chat. Do you remember oh, the yeah, name of that? Oh, yeah, we should do Yeah, it. we'll link to it. We'll have to look up the name of it. But um, it was around how you manage expectations for yourself right. and for others which was really fascinating to me, the for yourself piece. Mm -hmm. And my results, I basically came out as a rebel in both criteria, which means like I resent other people imposing expectations on me. And I also don't like to impose expectations on myself. Um, It doesn't have a name. I know it was developed by Gretchen Rubin. Okay. And it talks about the expectation types. Maybe that's the name. (laughs) Okay. um, Expectation types. Yeah. So everyone is either an upholder, questioner, rebel, or an obliger. You yes. can take this test that we'll link to in the show notes. And it basically says like how it helps you form like habits yeah. by understanding like how do you respond to expectations. So I yeah. know I was a questioner. So I feel like I have to ask questions until I understand like why this is the right thing. Mm-hmm. And once I get that, then I can proceed with whatever. The yeah, is. yeah. And I was definitely a rebel. So it's really interesting that you brought that up. It's one, knowing yourself before you even set the goals, right? right. So understanding how you, you go about that. Then another piece of it, too, is setting a timeline. So don't mm-hmm. make your goals so large and abstract that, you know, they're just kind of these far out things you're working towards. Like right. put some timing against each goal and break it out into tactics as well. What are, you know, what's the overarching goal and what are the strategies or tactics below that that you're going to use to actually achieve it? Um, a lot of us are familiar with like smart goals, right? Yeah. Making them measurable, attainable, and yeah, putting some and time on them. Yeah, and making it small, easy steps. Sometimes the big goal doesn't need to be the goal. Like yeah. it's breaking it up into small steps. Yeah. And then from there, you can accomplish each one. And the next thing you know, boom. 
For sure, for sure. And also, like to your point, your uh, rant earlier, align with partners or anyone you'd need input from ahead of time, right? So if you know you need to do some digging with your boss or whatever first before you can set a goal or you need a weigh-in from other people or just some information that you're missing to even develop the goal and Mm -hmm. brainstorm in the first place, have those meetings pre-align ahead of time so that you know what you're working towards and against. Right. So we talked about goal setting. I'd say the second area um, that came up in my research is prioritization, which is what a lot of us struggle with, Mm -hmm. right? So it's how do you rank these tasks you've now identified that you need to complete to achieve the goals? And how do you figure out what do I tackle first? Mm -hmm. What can I do later down the line? And additionally, like what's even necessary to do towards this goal versus what can I completely eliminate from this process? I know for me, I usually... When I start the day, I try and knock out all the stuff like I know I can get through. Mm. So my tools for prioritizing are either, either is it really quick for me to do mm. so then I'll get it out the way? Or if it's like, is this something I'm dreading doing? Yeah. Then let me do it now because yeah. I know I'm putting it off. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people use that second approach too is like tackle the big thing that you won't, don't want to do first. Yeah. I don't know if that works for me. <laughs> well, my reasoning is, is like after I do that and I'm over it, at least I have all these other things. <laughs> the whole like, day. I, you know, I was like, oh, these are these little things. I'm like, oh, I can do these. Yeah. Over it in my attitude. Yeah, (laughs) true. I feel you. You can definitely leverage a project management tool to chart out and assign tasks to and break things up. Um, And again, going back to like what information did you need or are there any gaps in your current understanding that's preventing you from moving forward, Mm. either prioritizing or even figuring out what those tasks are. Yeah. 
I tend to procrastinate because I like the adrenaline rush. Oh, girl, the um, rebel. Yeah, the rebel. <laughs> it's the adrenaline rush, but it's also the rebellious part of me going back to that yes. assessment that is like, how long can I possibly wait <laughs> to start this and get it done and like still do a really kick a job? <laughs> Okay, we're clean. We're clean over here. But um, yeah, I think it's just kind of that rush, which is terrible. And I was, I was looking at um, something called the procrastination matrix Mm -hmm. by Tim Urban, and you guys will link to it so you can look it up. But it's a quadrant that the labels are basically important, not important, and urgent, not urgent. Mm -hmm. And depending on where you fall, you tend to have a lot of, so for myself, procrastinating, I tend to have a lot of important things that are urgent, mm. which just puts you in a state of panic and frenzy yeah. and just, you know, it's stress-inducing, it's exhausting. Yeah. And chances are half the time the work that you're producing isn't as great as it would have been if you gave it more thoughtfulness. So I think in terms of self-motivation, procrastination is a huge area yeah. to try to stay away from. And, you know, what's another thing? It's amazing when you figure this out, and I'm still working on it, but you don't have to feel like doing something to do it. That's true. <laughs> like, even, like, if we're being all the way real, last night preparing for this episode. Yes. <laughs> it was like, it was late. Yes. I had a couple glasses of wine. Exactly. And I was like, oh, it would be really nice. I kind of just want to sit here. Ooh, I could probably wait till morning. Right. Like, right before. Which I did. Right. But then I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like actively not wanting to do yeah. it while I'm doing it. And that's the discipline. I yeah. feel like discipline is doing the things you want to do and yeah. the things you don't want to do. Yeah. I'm not an expert at it by any means, yeah. but I did it yesterday. Yeah. So Girl, kudos me. to you. Thanks for showing <laughs> up. Um, so some other stuff to just continue to be motivated and make sure you're achieving your goals. Delegate responsibility. Like yeah, don't try to, to take it on mm-hmm. all by yourself. A lot of the stress that we induce on ourselves is because we don't ask for help when we need it. Mm-hmm. And so I've been, you know, I have someone working for me, which helps at work. Um, but even my peers or my boss, I've been trying to practice more of just reaching out, tapping them, allowing them to do the portions of the work that makes sense for them to do yeah. so that I'm not as stressed on my own. That's real. Um, and then also celebrate the little wins. I, I feel like one way you can keep motivating yourself is to just, you don't have to tackle the large project to be successful. Mm-hmm. It's those little milestones along the way, right? Yeah. So if you're trying to write an essay, celebrate getting a couple paragraphs done or having done the research with mm-hmm. a journalist or whoever you needed to speak with. Like celebrate different stages yeah. along the win to kind of keep you going. And then lastly, automate where possible. So whether that's creating templates in Excel and Word Mm -hmm. uh, or even in email versions that you can kind of copy and paste and work off of or whatever automation means for the type of work you're doing, see where you can save time by creating templates that can be reused over and over again. Nice. Um, So lastly, we've talked now about goal setting, prioritization, self-motivation. Lastly, eliminating those distractions. Mm. So what are the things that are taking you away from making progress. And I think for many of us, it might be social media. (laughs) You know, mine is Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. I will fall down a deep rabbit hole for a long time. (laughs) But um, I would recommend, one, auditing how you spend your time. So tools like Rescue Time, uh, which is a browser tool that'll kind of assess and monitor where you're spending time, whether it's Facebook or in Word, getting your work done. Will it, like, kick me out if I... 
There are. So I don't know if I I know there's like a free version, a light version of Uh Rescue Time, which is what I'm referring to. And then if you pay more, I think it might have that functionality. But there are definitely tools like like that. But I mean, help. <laughs> you literally need someone to be like, Facebook We're is done. shut down. <laughs> We're done. Until you mark that you have completed this project. Right. I hear you. Listen, we all got to do what we Well, you we know what? Do. Sometimes I will just, like, in Google Docs, like, work off, like, cut the Wi Fi off of my mm-hmm. laptop. Sometimes you just got to do it. Yeah, that's real. And now it's time for Ask Job Logs. This is where we bring you into the conversation. Yes. Um, we're going to answer a few questions you have about life and career. If you have a question, submit yours online at joblogs.com slash askjoblogs. Yep. Okay. So our first question from That's Anonymous. Hello, ladies. I love the show. I'm a black woman and have crippling social anxiety. I work in design. I moved to Miami last year, and I have a hard time managing employment because of it. I've realized how bad my problem is, and I've decided to move back home and be closer to my support system. It's a college and political town and fairly small. The opportunities in my field are mostly marketing, and I am in graphic design. I'm not looking for work, but it's difficult to get an interview as my resume is fragmented, and I really suck at interviewing. I either become mute or babble incessantly. In addition, I don't know how to broach the subject of my anxiety in interviews. I know that I, can, I am covered by the Disability Act, but as a black woman, I already am a double minority in my field, graphic design. Uh, I don't want to take on the extra burden of being called disabled in an already saturated hiring market. Mm. Any suggestions? Wow. That is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot, it's lot, heavy. actually. So. We called up a friend of the show, Krista Richardson, who's a human resources professional Mm -hmm. at an international media company, because we wanted to, you know, do our research and make sure we were providing you with the best response, and uh, neither Courtney and I have experience in this area. So what she came back and said is that, you know, this is definitely a controversial topic, especially within the last couple of years with issues of mental health and disorders relating to that. And a lot of employers are still trying to figure out how to address many of these concerns. Um, but it's not as obvious as maybe like yeah. a physical disability, yeah. right? So a lot of times people may not treat it the same way and may not provide or accommodate you in the same way. Um, she definitely highly recommends seeking the advice of a medical professional. Yeah, plus one. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, care institutions already in place that can recommend ways to address the issues. Um, They might recommend exercise, acupuncture, or put you on a more holistic treatment plan um, that you could follow. And then also continue, as you've done, to do research on the American Disability Act. One thing she did know and point out, though, is that a lot of the responsibility unfortunately, um, will lie on you, on the individual, Mm. to ask for what you need. Mm. So, you know, for example, if you're more comfortable doing a phone or video interview and not as comfortable coming in person, and, you know, being in the comfort of your home makes you more comfortable, then say that to employers directly. Ask for that. Um, But if you don't ask, a lot of times people won't sort of proactively try to accommodate your needs. So that's definitely an important part as well. Yeah, because when she read it, I was, I don't know the... um, the standard for handling, but yeah. I would be hesitant to say like, "Oh, I have anxiety." Like before yeah. I have an interview, absolutely. So I like saying like instead of saying I have anxiety, how can you cater to me? Mm. Saying like suggesting things that 
fit exactly interview better exactly yeah. yeah because then what you're not asking for is for people to tiptoe mm-hmm. around your disability um, even though employers should be accommodating they should but you know you're not asking for that you're saying listen I know I'm on a treatment plan I know how to cope and work through this these are the things that I'm going to need from you as an employer mm-hmm. these are the things I'm also going to bring to accommodate my um, disability what can we do to to make this work together yeah. Um, and then also another thing that she recommends in general for all candidates going for new jobs is to continue to practice. Mm. Practice gives you a level of comfort, you know, doing mock interviews over and over again, recording yourself on your phone, um, working with friends, mentors, family to just keep spitting out those interviews and those responses will help to increase your confidence yeah. to a degree. Um, and then lastly, since you are in more of a design field, Work on a solid portfolio online yeah. so that, you know, you're really leading with the work maybe yeah. versus your presence at an interview. Mm-hmm. And if you're finding um, that it's still challenging to find opportunities, try to maybe go for some non-traditional opportunities, virtual uh, design work. You aren't limited to your area with design, right? Yeah. You can work with clients that are in other states or even across the world virtually. Um, take on contract projects, take on freelance projects. Uh, ask for referrals for people you have worked with. Mm. Ask them to refer you to other clients, other potential people that you could partner with. Um, and then also maybe just like seek community. I don't know if there are other people, whether it's in an online group mm. or a listserv or in your area that are dealing with what you're dealing with and navigating the space, but it could be good to just kind of connect with other people going through this and exchange ideas. Love it. So we have another question, um, and this one is, is a short one. It says, what questions do you recommend asking the interviewer when they say, do you have any questions? Funny, you should ask. <laughs> we have an ebook for you that addresses just that, and it can be found at jobblogs.com slash ebook. It's 43 questions that'll transform your job interviews from drab to fab. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple sample ones, like how a success and performance measured, who are the key partners and players that I'd be interacting with in this role, what are characteristics of people who are successful here, all sorts of questions. Oh, they eat that one up. They love it. Yeah, who's, what their characteristics of someone successful? Yeah. Oh my God, they love it. I know. That is such a good <laughs> question. Wow. Um, so all that and more, check it out. Hope that helps. Hold up, let's take a second, Joy, because I feel like we need to spread a good word. And okay. I know you are a queen of agendas. Yes. So <laughs> give us some like down and dirty tips for how do you get more out of these meetings, these conference calls, meetings, and these other blocks on my schedule. Yes, I yes, hate. yes, exactly. So if you're going to send somebody a meeting invite for a meeting, there are a couple of, of rules you definitely want to follow. We've already talked about the first, which is pre alignment. Mm-hmm. So, what conversations could you have had ahead of time to get the answers you needed to get? To not waste people's time. Um, Two is always have an objective for your meeting or Mm -hmm. a desired outcome and make it known. What are we meeting for? Mm -hmm. Why are we talking right now? What are you hoping to achieve? Right. If it's not achieving anything, it doesn't need to be a meeting. Exactly. Um, And then three, my favorite, set an agenda, (laughs) send out an agenda in advance so everybody knows what we're covering. And also everyone knows what we're not covering. So (laughs) when you start to, you know, Tyler over there wants to start talking about so-and-so and and go down a tangent, you can politely bring bring it back (laughs) to the agenda. (laughs) And say, well, today we're we're looking to achieve X, Y, Z, and so let's stick 
to this, but we'll mm-hmm. note that down for next time's meeting. Um, and then another thing people don't often think about is the attendees. Like, who is necessary for this dialogue now that you know what you're talking about and hoping yes. to achieve and what's on the agenda? If, you know, so-and-so from IT or whatever is just on there just because, just because you want to see their name on the right. invite. That's not a good enough reason. IT guy in the meeting about food services. Yes, like, why? Why? Yes. <laughs> so ask yourself, is everyone on here? Do they need to be on here? Mm-hmm. And also, what decision or what... What input are you looking for from yes. them, right? Are they a decision maker? Do they need this information for reference for their role? Right. I live for my supervisor because she's famous for like, I will just go to the, like, all of us don't need to be there. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. One of us will I go love to the that. Meeting. Yeah. Love Listen. Um, and then timing, which you talked about a little bit earlier, is like, mm-hmm. cut it short. Cut it short. Yeah. Half the time you think you need for this meeting, because I bet with that time constraint, you will be much more yeah. effective in your delivery. True. Um, and then a couple other things you can always do is just make sure there's clarity around the next step. So if there's any follow-up from the meeting, make sure everybody knows what they're doing. And also just maybe send a, a follow-up note, too, to recap what you guys discussed, what the objective is, and what the next steps are. So good luck. Cheers to better meetings in 2016. Yes, job logs. <laughs> Making America great again one meeting at a time. <laughs> All right, ladies and gents, it's that special time again. Hide and fired. Yeah. This is when we put the spotlight on folks in pop culture and media who are just doing things that we love and we want to support and we yes. bring on the team. Shouts or just to y'all. Failing at life. Goodbye. On a lot of levels. So you can see the whole roster at joblogs.com slash payroll. And Joy is in the hiring chair. I am. I What's am. Happening? I'm hiring. I'm Yay. hiring this week. So First of all, shouts to all of the beautiful, beautiful specimen of athletes. I love the performing Olympics. in the Olympic. I love or the Olympics. is it even performing? What's the word? I don't even know. Um, but you creatures are just wonderful to look at and so inspiring. I am never more patriotic. I'm never the patriotic. <laughs> You're never patriotic. Olymp- <laughs> like I am just like screaming yes i'm getting my life when we come out in the opening ceremony beautiful oh my god i love it i love it and they just wrapped but i'm hiring simone biles who is an american artistic gymnast if you're not familiar can we talk about this freak of nature the reigning world champion 2016 olympic individual all-around champion and she is 19 years old. She's like an airbender or something. Like yes. she defies gravity. I can't. Yes. I and so her. many people are already regarding her as the greatest gymnast of all time. For sure. Which is such a huge, huge accolade. Um, but talk about time management. Like the discipline, training, and dedication it takes to whip your body into shape to compete in the Olympics is so astounding mm. and just inspirational and admirable. But I want to talk about Simone and I'm hiring her because she, you know, she worked along with the other gymnasts on the U.S. team, coached by Marta Kuroi, um, who said that just five years ago, she couldn't tell that Simone was going to be as great as she is now. Mm. And she underwent a huge transformation since 2011. So back then, she wasn't considered a great American prospect. She actually finished 14th of 24 in the junior division at the 2011 U.S. Junior Championships. Um, And her coach would say, you know, her bounciness was out of control. I didn't know if we'd be able to focus her to make her very disciplined. Mm. And so that's incredible because basically 
Her coach sat her down, asked her if she really wanted to do this. Simone was like, we're doing this. I really want to do this. And passed up on attending public school to train pretty much full time. Can we talk about like, how are you this young? <laughs> like all of them. And that young. Simone, like, yes. All these Olympians are crazy young. Committed. And just like. I'm going to devote my life to this. Yes, it's incredible. And to me, it's so encouraging because you can be in a, it's, it basically to me is a testament about how you can change your circumstances mm. and put together, when we talk about time management, put together an action plan with some time and rigor around it mm. to get from where you are to where you want to be. And it's fascinating with Simone because within a year of making that decision, she already started to show tremendous progress and now obviously just like reigning world champion. So a lot to learn from that, a lot to be inspired by. And, you know, not only did she just win the all-around gold, but she dominated. Like, the margin of her victory was unprecedented, 2.1 points, which is bigger than the margin of victory mm-hmm. from 1980 to 2012 combined Right for that. So incredible, yeah. inspiring. Yeah. And it's so crazy to watch the Olympics now because I remember, like, watching the Olympics in the 90s back when they were in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And these girls are like, they didn't do this <laughs> it's like in the 90s. Like, they are just like, Simone, like, hits that mat yes. after flipping 85 times. Yes. There's no stumble. No There's stumble. There's no step back. No. There's no Not at all. I can't. None of it. Girl, so you are hired. Join the winning team. So proud of you, girl. Yay, Simone. This is fun. It was. And timely. Always. See what I did there? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening. Tuning in. And if you love the show, if you're getting what you need from it, leave us a rating on iTunes. Um, It really, you know, we love our stars. And it helps people, you know, find out about the show. We do. If you're thinking about, like, one or two stars, though, you can just uh, keep keep it. Keep it. (laughs) Um, But as always, you can follow us around the web at Joblogs. Visit Joblogs.com for amazing resources. All of the episode links and resources mentioned on today's episode, as well as articles and resources to help you on your professional journey. Yes, uh, I'm at Cleave Out Loud most places. And I'm Hamus Parker. Bye. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.